London, 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 the moment London. you've been waiting for, folks. Oh, London, Big Ben. Yeah. Did you see the Bross documentary? Uh, only through you. Okay. <laughs> I just have okay. seen clips of it through you. Because one of the brothers says near the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm in LA now, but I'm a London boy. You know, Big Ben, taxi drivers. Taxi drivers. Those are just two London things. <laughs> uh, London. We went to the London Podcast Festival. Yeah. Uh, in September of 2019, um, spent a couple days in London and then Ben and I went up to Leeds. We have a a friend from LA, uh, who lives up in Leeds now. And then we came back and to London and did an Airbnb that was hundred percent of council flat. We were definitely in the projects of East London. Uh, and it was, and it was great. And I loved every minute. I loved every minute of it too. I had a very different experience because I was, I had turned it into a full family vacation. I think we talked about this in the show, but I've got my mom, mom. My birth mom, birth mom's husband, uh, my best friend, Marari. Shout out to Marari. Oh, my God, she's, the greatest. Who, uh, you know, is feels like she's very much part of the show without ever having been on the show. But uh, so, we, yeah, we all re- rented an Airbnb together, did like sort of family tour stuff uh-huh. together all week. But so much fun. And a dream. A killer all-star, all-star lineup. Let me tell you who we got on tell this us. show. Uh, we got from the band Gene, kind of a Brit pop band of the uh, of the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. They were huge in London. They played the Royal Albert Hall. They were they were massive. They they were they had a moment in the states. They had like a couple big songs in the states, but they were huge there. Their lead singer Martin Rossiter is uh, is openly bisexual. Was in the in the nineties at a time when it was uh, pretty risky to 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 be bisexual or to be not straight in the, in the Britpop world. Um, he is now married to friend of the show, April Richardson, who yeah. is a, an absolute dream in her own right. Uh, so he was on uh, a wonderful comedian named Kaylee Llewellyn, um, who, is, uh, who is Welsh mm-hmm. and wonderful and wild. Yes. And wise. And the great Brian Moylan. Oh. Who always has a sexcapade to share with us. Yeah. Dude, and, great, uh, great story for both of your moms to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Live. Um, he's such a sweet baby. Love him so much. Uh, yeah. The, this is a dream team. So enjoy our show from the London Podcast Festival. Cheers. That is cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Oh, Guys, one. that is much too big. That is much too big. We're gonna, that's going to need to come down 75%. Uh, I can see every pore. This oh is disgusting. God. Oh, my God. Look, my neck tells you I used to smoke. Um, welcome to Homophilia Live. Welcome to the London Podcast Festival. Uh, welcome to London. Who's in from, uh, from somewhere else? Yeah, a few of us. I got in last night, and I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, you can tell, because I just said, I got in last night. I don't know Lus why. Night. It's not. Nobody pronounces it that way. I, have, I got in Tuesday night, and I am still wobbly. Yeah. Which, hence the double, I'm doing a Diet Coke and an IPA. Take me up, take me down. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's what you got to do. How's your trip been so far? So good. I have yeah. both my moms here. They're not a couple, but I, my mom and then my birth mom are both here. Yeah. They're in the back row there. Woo-hoo! Ohio and New Jersey. Yeah. My best friend Marari is here. All right. Um, and so we have done it. Yeah. And I've been a bit of a general. Like, we, we packed it in where I, like, made an aggressive schedule in advance. So that yeah. we never had the moment of, like... What do you want to do next? I don't know. What do you want? Like, we haven't had that luxury at all. We have been on it. Nice. 
I haven't slept. I'm cracked out. This is going to be a very strange show. I'm sorry. Excellent. You saw the Tina Turner musical. Oh, yeah, I saw the Tina Turner musical, which was so good. Really? Uh, yes. Genuinely very good. Yeah? Yes. Was uh, simply, the, not, not the best, but simply, simply very good. Simply good. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. What have you been doing? Simply perfectly acceptable. Um, uh, we got in last night at like six. Uh, pushed through dinner at the local pub, the Mason's Arms, sort of in the area that we're staying in, which is Kensal Green, which is somewhere in London. And, uh, and so we, we like pushed through dinner, uh, slept for like 13 hours, mm-hmm. and now I guess we're okay. Or, the, or this is a dream. I don't know. <laughs> it Not is really sure. very surreal. This it does is truly feel like a dream. Utterly surreal. Uh, the London Podcast Festival, by the way, is always such a good time. So thank you so much for coming. Found out um, a- another podcast that I have come to love is either doing a show here or sponsoring this or something. Um, last year when we came, um, we uh, my boyfriend Ben, who's here, and I. Uh, Woo! Yay! Ben, who does uh, our theme song, by the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ben Not with the theme brag. music. He's here. Um, so we uh, we went. A friend of ours lives with like a wealthy uh, couple in Battersea, and so we went and spent the day uh, with them last year. And the and the lady of the house, we were talking about podcasts, and she talked me to me about her favorite podcast. She said, Do you know the Perchy Exchange? I love the Perchy Exchange, and I was like, Oh yeah, I love Perchy. Perchy is my favorite. And in my head, I was like, I don't. I don't know who Perchy is or why the they're Perchy exchanging exchange? him or, or whatever. And she's like, oh, somebody comes in with some Perchy and they talk about it. And as she talked for like 15 minutes, I was like, oh, she's been saying poetry this entire time. It's poetry. The Poetry Exchange, which is, a, uh, which is a lovely podcast. And back in the green room, there are these little envelopes where um, this is for a friend that helps me notice everything a moment holds. Oh. Which is lovely. And there's like two copies of, uh, of a poem in here. So... Is there anybody in the crowd who can help me understand what a moment holds? Because you can have my other poem if you want. You look like you know what a moment holds. Yes, Take it. do. Take it. He's holding that moment. Yeah. That went well. Um, so, <laughs> it's just such a complicated It is. Uh, it was setup. weird. That whole, the whole second part, it, we, we didn't need it. Um, should we... I don't mean your setup. I mean the setup of the that, setup for the thing. that thing. The, the premise setup for of the that thing. actual it's very, thing. Yeah. Now we're going to do a dramatic reading. We're not. Um, okay. We, we have three awesome guests. A panel. A panel. A true panel. A, a real panel. panel. A real live panel. Like a panel show. Before they come Heard of out, loose women? This is going to be like that. Are you going to take? Should I take your... my jacket off, or should I? It's it's too cold, but this shirt doesn't look right with the jacket on. Really? No one cares, but I. You know what? Let's both do it. Let's both do it. Let's both do it. Let's both do it. Arms, arms, guys. Uh, we have three uh, incredible guests tonight. Yes. We are so lucky to have them. Yes. Up first is a guy whose band Gene I love. Um, he is a, uh, a rock star and a bisexual icon, and his name is Martin Rossiter. Hello. Thank you, dear. How are you? We're good. Good, good. Have Thank a seat, you. Martin. Martin, will you tell the people how you asked us to introduce you when we asked? I'd just like them to hear I've that. already forgotten. No, it was something along the lines of Division C pop star or Britpop has been. That's what that was the yeah. one. No. <laughs> not true and not acceptable. I know, but that's not what acceptable. my mum calls me. What else can I do? <laughs> yeah. We won't have it. We won't have it. Uh, next up, a delightful comedian uh, who I met uh, over a Skype line a couple years ago when she uh, did my other podcast, International Waters. She is... 
a goddamn treasure, and her name is Kaylee Llewellyn. Thank you. Have a seat right in the middle. Thank you. Kaylee, how are you? I'm good. I've got a mug of wine. Yep. Classy. In the in the the signature Robin's Egg Blue of the London Podcast Festival. Yeah, it's a lovely mug. I hope I can keep it. You can. Oh, thank you. Take it and run. And last. And last is, uh, sorry, I'm turning my phone off because it's causing interference. Last is uh, my dear friend and sweet, sweet baby and a regular almost of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, You know him from uh, his amazing Vulture recaps of The Real Housewives. He is a writer, raconteur, man about town, and the, I believe, president and founder of The Real Housewives Institute. Please welcome our friend, Dame Brian J. Moylan. Woo! Woo! I'm going to go to the back. Do it. Do it. Thank you. Ah, Brian Moylan. Hi. How are you? It's never been better. Really? How are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good, yes. Had lovely drinks with that McConkie before this. Yeah, we I got to, Brian's husband, Christian, is here. We're going to bring him up and embarrass him many times tonight. Oh, yes. But we got to have um, drinks at their lovely flat. Yeah. Before the show. It was the only flat we saw while when we must have seen 30 flats yeah. when we were looking for an apartment here, or a flat here in London. It was the only one without wall-to-wall carpet. And we were like, we'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to yeah. jump on it while you can. Yeah. They did well. Um, yeah, thank you. So, Brian, we are coming off uh, a difficult time for a Real Housewives fan. Yes. It was recently announced that Bethany will no longer yeah. be a member of the cast of the Real Housewives of New York. So how are you coping? Um, I think I'm good. I mean, I'm curious what the show is going to be like without her. Mm-hmm. And I worry that we're at an inflection point for the Real Housewives because uh, Victoria Denise Gumbelson Jr. got demoted to friend of. Mm. Lisa Vanderpump is gone. Bethany's oh. gone. And I feel like once we lose more OGs, it might be the sort of setting of the sun on the Real Housewives. Mm, but um, right. What do we I, have left? What, what do we have left? Yeah. I mean, we have Vanderpump Rules. I mean, we have Vanderpump Rules, and we have 90 Day Fiance, Love Island, my favorite show in the whole world. Okay. okay. I mean, you know, we, there's plenty out there, but um, I, I think that it'll be interesting because Bethany was such an alpha on the show to see what it's like without her and see all the other women kind of um, interacting without Bethany around. Uh-huh. Do people in, the, in London care about The Real Housewives? They do not. Do, do they, oh, really? He needs answered for you. I've no. never seen an episode. No, I'm, trying, I'm trying to act like I know. They're, they're on ITVB. We're doing polite nodding. Um, but it's like... Bethany, yeah. Bethany. But it's like... <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> I know. No worries. That's um, a correct response. They're, they're like two years behind here, but there's this amazing service here called HeyU, which is H-A-Y-U.com. And it's Netflix, like a Netflix streaming service, but it only has trashy American reality shows on it. Oh, so wow. it's like all the Housewives, all the Kardashians, botched, snapped, like all of those. Oh, wow. um, so and it's like three when... pound a month. I highly recommend it. Okay. You'll go back and listen to this in two years and go, oh, yeah, fuck Bethany. Yeah, what an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, there is a Real Housewives of Cheshire. Oh, which oh yeah, is, I've heard of that. Yeah, but um, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Kaylee, what is in your uh, queue, TV-wise? What are you binging or loving at the um, moment? I've, uh, my girlfriend's here tonight, Emily Sargent, everybody. Oh, um, hello, Emily. We've, we've been watching the back catalogue of Great British Bake Off. 
Oh. oh okay. Which we've seen before, but in dark times. <laughs> you go back to that warm hug. So I'm re-watching all of that. And, um, Are you watching the new series? Yeah. What do you think of everyone? Um, they're, they say, it's hard to say, like, two weeks in. They seem a little bit bland at the moment. Agree. But also very, very good, <laughs> which is not always fun. No. Yeah, they're, they're just a little bit boring right now. There's no, like, real... Well, there is that witchy goth. Yes, I enjoy her because at least she has a perspective. Yeah. I felt terribly sorry for the young man who got booted out last week. Oh, I'm no. a vegan. I don't even know why I'm watching it. But, um, <laughs> I'm vegan as well. Just watching it to, like, to punish myself. Yes, to, to feel morally superior, as we yeah. like to do. Um, but, yes, the, the, the young man who was just clearly shit. But you, oh. couldn't, help, you couldn't help but want to like, like hold him and, and tell him to try something new. He's going to be on the next series of Love Island, and he'll be he's an Instagram fine. star, and he'll be, like, fine. Who is he? What is this he's guy? He's this, like, 20-year-old cute guy who can't really bake. He's got right. a man bun, but he's sensitive. And oh, no, that, the man bun was the one before. Yeah, he was oh. the first week. The first one, who was the... the I've not finished episode shut two. Shut up, we're just having a chat. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know who went out this week. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I know who you mean. Yeah, him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he made a guitar. Yeah. Oh. Out of cool. biscuits. Yeah. It uh, was shit. <laughs> Kaylee, did you watch Love Island? No, I've never watched one. No. I'm not big on reality TV, really, aside from GBBO. Mm-hmm. Great, Great British, British Bake Off. Oh, um, Thank you. I've just... It's called the Great British... Uh, baking show in America. Yeah, why? Yeah. Because Pillsbury owns the trademark to the term Bake Off. What? Really? Yes. Americans, jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Good story. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Martin, what yeah. about you? What are you um, TV-wise, well, I've, I've been, I'm going to be like 10, I know, I'm sorry, I'm going to be 10 years late here, oh, but I've, through that film, The Room, which uh, any Americans in the audience will know about and have seen 19 times. But, got, but, by applause, who has seen The Room? A smattering no, of the, people who raised their hands. The room it, clearly don't listen it. No. For those, for the, it, it came I don't know fifteen years ago. So, but the room is the the worst film ever made, or I thought it was when I saw it. But I've been subsequently introduced to worse and worse films. So my my entire my entire watching is egomaniac Americans who have to, and British people will understand this joke, uh, you know, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, uh, play all the parts um, of these incredibly terrible films. And Oh, this is exactly my cup of tea. Tell me, yeah, <laughs> oh, like yeah. which ones? Uh, Tommy Wiseau film. Oh, sure, great. And the oh. other ones, which I really should have prepared better and remembered okay. some names. Have you oh, seen... Oh, 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 a bird... Not Birdageddon, what was it called? Oh, um, Birdemic. Birdemic. Birdemic, very yeah. good. Have you seen Ben and Arthur? No. no get, that is... Get out. Martin Rossiter, thank you for being here. Get out. Go home. And it, I think it's on you. It, it, go, it comes up and it gets pulled off of YouTube like twice a month. Right, okay. Um, exactly what you're talking about. Written by, starring, directed by, produced by, edited by, music by. Like the credits are hand-cranked by... I want to know where... But, you know, these, pe- these people, they, they, they somehow managed to get hold of like two or three million dollars yes. to make a film. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they film over ten days. They have studios. They build sets. They do all, all that. And I, yeah. it's intriguing. It's, it's as if sort of, um, I don't know, it's as if Russian internet bots have, have yeah. sort of become real life and, mm-hmm. and, and filled with their own ego and thought, I know what I'll do. I'm going to make a shit film about me being Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben and Arthur is about a, um, it has relevance for our crowd. It is about a, who, by applause, who's seen Ben and Arthur? 
Not wow. enough. Not enough. I've Get heard about it on homophilia. And, but yes. That's the extent of my knowledge. Have you seen it because of homo? Because yeah. of Dave? Oh, good. Oh, well, good. I'm so glad. You're doing um, great work, too. You need to Thank take ten I know. I do of nothing. Um, it's it's about a young uh, gay couple who want to get married and they run into troubles. Um, but it's it was made over the course of clearly like five years, right? Because the guy, like, it was just like, we'll get, we'll do an hour on a weekend and whatever, and it took forever. Are they so aging on screen? They're literally aging on screen. So there's scene. a scene where, uh, where two people go into an apartment building to murder somebody, and it's like, and there, there's the scene of them getting out of the car and going to the apartment, and then inside the hallway, one of them, who is clearly, like, he's lost his hair, he's 42, where he was 27 before, <laughs> like, he turns and he's, to somebody off camera, I changed my mind, you don't need to be here, Go. Go and then he like <laughs> like it's clear the other guy that just could, couldn't be free that weekend or died or whatever. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Like, There's literally a scene where the the couple is coming back from their honeymoon. Spoiler alert! And you see the plane and the it's a FedEx plane. <laughs> like it's just a shot of a FedEx plane and it's like you you really didn't. Give it a second look. Anyway, sorry. Can I tell you, for the first five minutes of this conversation, I thought we were talking about the, the movie Room with Brie Larson. That's what I, I thought. Like, yeah. I thought that no. was a great movie. <laughs> Sobbed hysterically. We're calling this one of the we worst We shouldn't be of making light of that film, is yeah. what I thought. But then I realized, no, when, no. The room. In early in my career, I worked at uh, the Washington Blade, which is the gay newspaper in Washington, D.C. And every year for the Gay Film Festival, we would watch all the movies and review all the movies. And two of the movies I watched then are exactly these movies. They're like gay movies that were written, directed, whatever, by somebody. And I wish I knew the names of them so we could find them. But one was a musical about the Matthew Shepard murder. Oh, good. And one, yes. And (laughs) one was a movie about like a gay superhero starring this like fat middle-aged dude from Philadelphia (laughs) who decided to make a movie about himself. Oh my God. It was the best, worst thing I've ever seen in my life. What was the costume? Oh, it was like spandex, like classic cheesy superhero costume, but he Mid- obviously... Mid-90s pride. Yeah, it yeah. was, well, it was early 2000s, oh, okay. but yes. Um, and I, I'll have to dig back through the uh, archives and see if I can locate the names for you, but oh, <laughs> gems, both of them. Brian Moylan, what's your favorite bad gay movie? What's my favorite bad gay movie? Mm. That's a good question. I don't know that I really have one. No? Hmm. Yeah, well, have wh- you ever seen any of the eating outs? Not that that's. Oh, bad, I, I think know. the eating out movies are pretty funny. <laughs> I've never seen them. I just thought that might. Um, yeah, I can't think of any ones that are like so so like Trick. Is that a bad game movie? No, like, Trick is a great. Yeah, movie. like those. I kind of enjoy those like real cheesy game movies. Marari's seen all of them. Marari, what's the worst bad worst game movie? She's upset that I called her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you is, have a favorite gay, bad, bad I mean, game Ben movie? and Arthur is tough to top. Uh, Lie Down with Dogs from the 90s. It's pretty amazing. Did you ever see it? No. Am I the only person? I've no. truly not heard of, of a single thing that's been mentioned. Really? <laughs> Do you have a fa- favorite bad gay movie? I was just thinking that, but I almost don't want to call it bad because I loved it. Um, I think it's called Desert Storm. Desert Hearts? Yeah, lesbian film. Yeah, yeah. that's a great movie. Yeah, but I only watch it as now, so it's yeah. sort of like thirty years old or something. So it feels quite cheesy. Sure. Well, what is this? But I loved it. I don't want to call it bad. Um, it's 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 about lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says actually in the, the right. summary. Yeah, it's about lesbians. The log line was lesbians. Um, well, it was the nineties, so you know yeah, the, the one about lesbians. But I think I watched it at a film festival a couple of years ago and the filmmakers were there and they were sort of talking about it in light of um, something like Blue is the Warmest Colour. 
where the lesbian sex scenes are directed by men right. and sort of through the male gaze, whereas this was directed by a woman for women. And, and actually, it, it felt like 30 years on, whatever it is, one of the most realistic depictions I've seen currently yeah. of lesbian sex. So it's, it stood the test of time in some ways, but in other ways, cheese fest. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Speaking of 90s things that use the word lesbian as a pun, I, have you watched much Friends as an adult? Yeah, not like in the last couple of years since it got trendy again, but yeah, a bit. What, how does that land on you? Because it was, on, on one hand, it was groundbreaking that it yes. had one of the first same-sex weddings on TV. But mm. on the other hand, it's like <clears throat> watching it now, even the word lesbian is a laugh line yeah. half of the time. The fact that Ross married a woman who was a lesbian. Mm. What did you make of it? Uh, it always strikes me how, how much we've moved on, that it's a character trait for one of the six that his parents got divorced. Mm. That's <laughs> yeah, a big that's deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone feels sorry for Chandler because his parents are divorced. Like, that's yeah, that's not... his thing. Yeah, and yeah. the way they speak about his dad who's Oh, his trans. dad who's trans, trans yeah. yes. Um, and is a woman. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Played by Scarlett Johansson. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not... In, you realize how fast things age, don't you? We've moved on quite a bit in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Still funny, though. Yeah. It's amazing how much you were expected to laugh at the idea of you being gay if you were alive in the 90s. Yeah. Just that, like, literally the word gay would be, like, the punchline to a joke. The fact yeah. that people thought Chandler was gay was always hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing for him. Yeah. Um, in the world of movies, Martin, I know you've mm-hmm. seen this. I don't know if you two have. I bet I haven't. <clears throat> it's all I want to talk about. It's Maybe you have, though. <laughs> Bross After the oh. Screaming Stops. Oh, I have. Yes! Thank God. By applause, who's seen Bross After the Screaming Stops? Oh, yes, I have seen this. Yes. It is, the, if, for those who haven't, you've got a lot of homework. Uh, the, uh, it is, uh, it's a documentary about this pop sensation from 1988 called Bross. And the reunion concert that they do at the O2 Arena, and it is—I mean, it's—it's. It's, you. <laughs> you <laughs> no, I can't describe it. No, you, 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 you basically you expect David Brent to walk out mm-hmm. at any point, um, or, or a cast member from Spinal Tap. It's it's, it's exquisite in its. Utter lack of self-awareness. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's like great reality TV. Yeah. It's perfect. But it's, it's hard going for the Americans listening at home because uh, my partner and I watched it because around Christmas it came out and everybody was talking about it. So we were like, okay, we'll watch it. And we had never heard of Bros. We had, mm-hmm. You know, and half of the stuff they referenced, we were like, huh? But yeah. like the, how crazy they are is amazing. And yeah. that they hate each other. They hate twin, each other. identical twins and they despise yeah, one there's, another. Yeah, they're sort of like a pop uh, oasis. Yeah. Gal- mm-hmm. Like the Gallagher Brothers kind and of thing. And their yeah. look is a big But part. even stupider. But even stupid, yes. yes. Hard to accomplish, but yes. Mm. Can and, you describe yeah, their look? The I think that's worse. an important piece of it. Oh, the look is, um, it's, it's melted Ken doll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, what I'm delighted about here, though, is that none of you have called them bros. Which, yeah. of course, as Americans, you would read, yes. read as bros. It's because they, bros. They, they really are sort of bros, though, in a, mm. in a, yeah. a weird way. Sort of um, self-loving bros. 
Yeah. Bro, bros with uh, brocade mirrors. Yeah. 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 The, you know exactly what you're watching almost right away because Luke, the drummer, mm-hmm. who now lives in Los Angeles and acts in movies badly, um, <laughs> says, uh, I'm a London boy, you know? Big Ben. Black cabs. Black cabs. Yeah, uh, black cabs. <laughs> Parliament Square. He, he, like, na- na- says the most like, obvious shit and then cab drivers. You just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I guess they do some stuff. I guess yeah, they do. Have seen if you are yeah. yeah, pigeons, Thames. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, d- doorknob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have doorknob. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember they go Names to Mother Brown. They go yeah. to visit their childhood home, which is in a not very great part of London, and then they get in this whole discussion about how you can't play Conkers anymore, and yeah. it was like the most amazing but also mystifying thing I'd ever heard in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I know you are both insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also that one of them threw the other one under the bus. One of them's like, yeah, kids not playing Conkers anymore. That's everything that's wrong with the world. Don't you agree? And the other one's like, no, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. 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 And ironically, you can still play Conkers. Of course you can. What do you need, like goggles or something? Are they saying no, you need a special license? It's not like guns in the states, but um, <laughs> no, but no, you can play conkers. Kids still play conkers. They still get them. You know, you put them in vinegar. And any Americans in the crowd, if you want to leave for the next five You minutes. know what? Honestly, <laughs> I never did figure out what conkers is. Right. So what is it? Horse chestnut tree. Uh huh. They're big brown seeds that are about sort of so big. And if you leave them for a bit, they harden. You get a skewer, you stick it through the conker, you then thread a piece of string through the conker, you tie a knot in it, and then you've got one. Uh-huh. Hold it up like that. Uh-huh. Right, so it's dangling. It's I've there. got one here. Yeah. Oh, I see. And I try and hit it, uh-huh. and then it's your turn, and the first one to break, say my conquered. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Say my conquered <laughs> won five matches, it would be a fiver. You beat my one, you're now a sixer. Oh. Oh, okay. It's okay. fucking thrilling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other game that they play is they had a dart. Not a dart board. Not darts. A dart. They had, yes. And they, and they used to throw it up in the air, and the other one would try to catch it. That would be their <laughs> other game. <laughs> so Conquers is a better game. Yes, Safer. it is. Yeah. I was completely, and I remain completely obsessed with... By the way, I wrote about it, and I mentioned three times that these guys are absolute idiots and then also i used to like the song when will i be famous but i gave it a listen and it's it's not, sh- it, it does not up. it does yeah, it not hold stand up. up yeah so i mentioned all these things in my review and matt goss retweeted it and said thank you <laughs> <laughs> so wow he must just know who he is he was just happy mm. for the coverage i think he's just happy for the coverage uh growing up did you have a favorite film martin rosser um the Wizard of Oz, I suppose, as a child. <gasps> really? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're grow- I don't think I've ever really grown up. But um, when I was little, I mean, it was the, it was the standard fare. You know, we're, you know we're, I came from a traditional sort of Welsh Methodist family, you know, two big sisters. Um, my dad's a wanker and dead, thankfully. Oh. Um, sorry to bring the mood down. That's okay. No, he really, you should be happy. He was a complete wanker. And he we'll is. get into it. Um, <laughs> And so I, I was always the last one. I mean, I, I'm probably the oldest person on stage. I'm 49, and so you know we're pre-remote control. So right. my sisters would sort of on the on the sofa would slap me down. So I didn't really get a chance to to make any choices myself. So you know the standard late 70s fair. You know the sound of music every Christmas, of course. all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I loved I loved the Wizard of Oz, um, and I think it um, piqued my interest in songs because the songs are still astonishing. Yeah, mm. and the the wordplay, you know, um, a while away the hours conversing with the flowers, consulting with the rain, head up a scratch of thoughts, you know, uh, all all that, all all those songs are so 
beautifully crafted, and I fell in love with the craft of songwriting, I think, right. partly because of that. Was there a time in your life when you were terrified by it? Uh, I, think, I think probably early days, the, the witches were a little sure. scary. Yeah. Did you, I am a lifelong Wizard of Oz fan. My mom, who's here, took me, we went on a wild goose chase to meet a munchkin once when I was, long story. You but, can't use that word anymore. <laughs> You can. You're cancelled. <laughs> they are self-identified munchkins. Um, but did you go into? Did you then uh, watch the Return to Oz? And did no. you, did, oh, so that's a com- conversational cul-de-sac, I'm afraid. But no, Return to Oz is truly terrifying. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. yes. Should I? I, should I, I does it stand it. up now? Uh, it's weird. You know, Faruja Bulk plays Dorothy. Yes. Um, and Dorothy is there's and the and the witch is Mombi who um, this is actually very like goals to me aspirational. She says that there's a collection of heads and so she just changes out the head when she wants a new look onto her own neck. Yeah, onto her own neck. Yeah, like horrifying imagery for a child. And it's like David Lynch does a musical. Yeah. Isn't yes, it? it's like, very eighties in the best way. When did it? Was it? Was it, was it early came 80s? Out in the eighties? Oh, yeah, no, I, missed, so, I missed it entirely. We were just talking about this. That when we went to Disney World when I was like eight, the movie came out, and we were in the hotel room, and the first like trailer dropped on TV, and I was like, "Mom, what? We have to go home." Uh, she was like, "What?" I was like, the, "The Return to Oz is coming. We have to go home." And she was like. We're not, it's not going to come out faster if we leave Disney World. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was beside the ruin the whole trip for me. Anyway. What I find interesting is you use the word drop there. Now, this is a pet hate of mine. As somebody who used to release records. It, what, what happened in the last five years is that nothing is released anymore. Everything is dropped. It's drops. Drops. But even clothing, like Supreme, is yeah, dropping drop their new, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds very careless. I'm dropping my knickers all the time, but that's kind of about it. We should have seen the green room. Um, Kaylee, favorite movie as a child? Growing up, it was My Girl 2. My Girl 2? Why? Well, I now know in hindsight, I I obviously didn't know I was a lesbian aged seven or eight. Although, not obviously, some people do. I I hadn't quite computed that yet. But in hindsight, it's like six of the sixth sense at the end when you go back through all your memories and go, of course. Yeah. If anyone who's seen My Girl 2, Veda Sultanfus, her mum died in labour and she's gone on a pilgrimage to learn more about her mum for a school essay. And she finds an old boyfriend of her mum's, like this hippie guy who's really cool. And he's got this home video of her mum uh, and she's an actress. And she's, they're all like sat around and they're all like, sing, sing, please sing. And she's like, no. <laughs> um, and they go, no, please sing. And she has the face of an absolute angel. And she sings for the camera, smile, though your heart is breaking. And in hindsight, I had a fucking boner for her. Yeah. <laughs> I could not stop watching it over and over and over again. I was fixated on her. It was just like, it, it ensnared me. I thought it was and the most phenomenal film. Who was the actress? Well, I don't know if I should... I met, her a f- I met her recently. Yes, you should. Don't meet your heroes. Oh, no. <gasps> I sort of went up to her and was like, you were my first love. Like, looking back, you're my first crush. And she was so lovely at the start of the night, and by the end of the night, she was a horror. What type of horror? Oh. She fell off her chair and called a woman a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's going to be Matt McConkie in an hour. <laughs> Stick around. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. We had to put her in a taxi. Send home. Wow. <laughs> I just thought, God, there she goes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's beautiful, Brian. Thank you. So I was an indoor kid. Yeah. So I watched a lot of HBO, and there were all these movies that, when I was a young lad, were on HBO like all the time. So there's a whole bunch of movies that I loved, like The Monster Squad. Do you remember this? It was like young yeah. kids fighting monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh yeah. Blue yeah. Overboard. Oh. Like all these movies were on HBO all the time, and so I've watched them millions and millions of times. But the one that I loved the most was a movie called Chasing Home with Mark Harmon and Jodie Foster. Stealing Home. Stealing Home, yes. Wow. Stealing Home, where he plays like a, he's a baseball player and his, yeah, first love, who is Jodie Foster, dies, yeah. who is like his babysitter. Yeah, there's flashback scenes. Yeah, and yeah. the guy who plays Mark Harmon when he was young was fucking hot as shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. And there's this whole thing in like a pool and he's naked in the pool and, ugh. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it all. I mean, it is the worst movie. And for and but I just I don't know why, but it like every time I watched it, I cried. And I'm not like a movie crier, but and it, I wasn't at eight years old either. But yeah, oh my wow. god. So what were you crying at? Do you think? Um, I have no idea. I think just like the heaviness of life. Sure. Does Mark Harmon still do it for you? Um. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I haven't seen him recently. Yeah, but what's he up to? Here he is. <laughs> yeah. Mark Harmon! He's, he still does NCIS. Yes. Of course. Uh, he's still married to Pam Dauber. Really? Yes. Good and every him. Christmas, they buy out the full stock of like a, a grocery store in like Bakersfield or whatever and give it to the poor. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I, another um, HBO movie was Summer School with Mark Harmon and uh, early Kirstie Alley and Courtney Thorne Smith, the richest woman in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, oh, I love that. Now she's the richest woman in Hollywood because of because she was well, she was in Summer School, obviously, but then sure. she was on yeah. uh, she was on Ally McBeal, she was on Melrose Place, she sure. was on According Two to and a Half Men, According to Jim. Yeah, she was. She's been employed in these cash cows for. 30 years. Yeah. And yeah, I would love to meet her. One of the greats. Yeah, sure. If she, Courtney Thorne Smith can invite me to dinner any day. <laughs> Just putting it out there in the world. Are you if she falls off a chair and calls him a C word? I might. If Jodie Foster shows up, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> Mark Harmon in the 80s is no one has ever been hotter. No. Oh my ever. God. Like Quantum Leap. Ugh. Was he on Quantum Leap? He no, no, no. That was um, no, Scott, Scott Bacula. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Also, but he was similar vibe. Yes, more, similar more vibe. homework. Uh, YouTube Mark Harmon Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, okay, because he would represent for NBC because he was on Saint Elsewhere. Mark Harmon, 1984 Speedo Swim Relay. It's unreal. It's unreal. You'll lose your mind. You'll lose your mind. Do you not know, know Mark Harmon. No, Harman you don't know Mark Harmon. He was like Does a TV how many star. People can clap. Who knows who Mark Harmon is? Yeah. See everybody. Um, no, he was uh, he was an actor. He was on Saint Elsewhere. He was on. He's one of those like workhorse American actors mm-hmm. who's on all like the shows yeah. that never end. Our equivalent um, would be doing. The, he's like the a, bill. I guess. Uh, one of those mm-hmm. actors who was born forty five and has always been forty five. Yeah, he's right. looked forty five his whole life. Like Maggie gorgeous. Smith, but eighty. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. He was, he was yeah. a uh, he was a quarterback for the USC football team. Oh, so he's been hot forever, forever. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back. Yay. Yay. 
Oh, we all got up. We walked around. We moved our limbs. You have all brought a significant other here. All of Oh, not not married, but married, married? Married. I know you're married. Yes. I know your husband. We're going to talk about him. We'll come back to you. Martin, you mm-hmm. are married? married? Yeah. Can you tell us the origin story of your relationship? Uh, I'm married to April, who is in the room mm-hmm. somewhere. Brilliant American comedian, She's April Richardson. Um, uh, we uh, met. We followed the... Oh, okay. We followed each other on Twitter for a few years, uh, and I'd written an article, uh, maybe, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, um, basically, you know, the ubiquitous, oh, fuck, Morrissey's a dick article, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which had uh, been published on The Quietus. April had written a similar article. She messaged me saying, I like your article. I said, I haven't read your article. And we chatted and I said, look, you know, if you're you're ever in the UK, let's meet up. And she was coming to the UK a couple of months later. And I fell in love with her in about 23 seconds. Wow. She she came to the UK from LA or New York? Yes. Yeah. She, She was coming over for a month. We agreed to meet up and we met up. And yeah, literally it was like... Bang. It was sort of, you know, almost, um, uh, you know, Hanna-Barbera sort of, you know, frying her <laughs> to the face, falling yeah. in love. And we, she was only in the UK for two and a half weeks and we were inseparable. And then she went back to the States to do a, um, a six, seven week tour, a stand-up tour. And that was fucking hard. And I missed her terribly and I knew it was right. And then we got married in Las Vegas at an, El- at an Elvis um Chapel, and it wow. was yeah, and now she lives here. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, you know her. Yeah, I know. She's fucking rad. She's she? cool as I hell. Just said, no, this is this is one of the problems you she's see got you. because she's meant to change and end up sounding like Madonna in like 2002 in a Guy Ritchie face, and I'm the fucking <laughs> idiot who's starting to sound like a yank. <laughs> you said rad. I said rad. In a really rad. British accent. Well, yes. Yeah. It, was terribly, it was terribly rad. How <laughs> does she feel about living in England? She uh, likes me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, there, there are a lot of... I mean, one of the things we both found is that we both become weirdly... You know, I'm, I'm, an, old, I'm an old school lefty, um, and, and so she, and that we both become weirdly uncomfortably... St- sort of slightly nationalistic especially if we're rowing you know whether over something I, I you know she'll she'll be distraught to a disproportionate amount that she can't have uh, sticky toffee pudding at any time of the day and I have to point out that that you know we're not Los Angeles and we don't have a, a cafe sort of 300 yards from 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 a house and we'll have these rows, and, and I'll, I'll, I find myself defending Britain, which is so... I'm Welsh. We're both Welsh. You know, I, I, find, I find myself defending Britain, which is something I hate. And she, <laughs> and, and she and, and, you know, she's... We'll make up the next day, and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm only a temporary Republican. <laughs> and I'm only a temporary Tory. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's quite hard work. I mean, I, I feel... I mean, I still live here, and so her identity coming over here is... It started off being, oh, you're Martin's wife, who is an American comedian, and her identity in LA was very different. She was April, and it's going to take time for the, for that to be um, 
rebuilt. Um, and I think I'm doing a reasonably good job at supporting her. April, how is he doing? You know. She's applauding. Yeah. Okay, we're She's giving thumbs you two up. thumbs up. She so far, so good. Rad. Yeah, she is. She's fucking rad. <laughs> so how did you, like, how did you sort of, like, feather the nest for her out here? Like, how did, how did you prepare for, for well, we the arrival? Well, we actually bought a American. gun. Yeah. So she'd be comfortable. <laughs> uh, I, um, yeah, I, I lined the, no, I, uh, we, we, we'd found a place, um, and we had a terrible time because getting a visa to live over here is really difficult. Yeah. It took four and a half, five months, and, um, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but she, she, we'd expected that she'd be here in November, and eventually it was February. And so she'd um, ended her lease at a place in L.A. and then had to go and live with her mum in Atlanta, Georgia. And her mum is, loves me and is, is lovely, but is also um, a, a Trump supporter. Mm. And uh, so she, I think she reverted to being 17. I was like, fuck off, mum. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hate you. Didn't ask to be born for, for two and a half months. That, that was her life. She reverted to being a teenager with a mum. Yeah. Um, and so when she, when she came over here, you know, I, I washed up. Uh-huh. I think it's pretty good for a bloke. <laughs> sure, sure. You uh, were also out as, yeah. a, as a bisexual rock uh-huh. star in the 90s. Yeah. Was that... was 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 the time like hospitable for you? Was that a well? Thing? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. I was. I had to be quite careful in the sense of, you know, whether your sexual identity is what you feel or what you do or what combination of those two things. And I was. I'd, I've never really felt that part of any community, but you know, I went to gay clubs. I've had gay relationships. Um, but, you know, probably I've had more female partners than male partners. Um, and I was very conscious of wanting to talk about it, making it, you know, the 90s were very different. We wanted to talk about it, make it easier for other people, but also not wanting to be seen as somehow sort of go, ooh, look at me, I'm different, I'm weird, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and not wanting to use it to try and sell any records. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen our sales figures, even if I had, it didn't work. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a tightrope to walk in that sense. Um, sorry, what was the original it was also, Well, I mean, gay men, yeah. especially in the 90s and, and the 2000s, well, were notoriously inhospitable. Well, yeah, it's true. And we came, I mean, our first record came out, I can't remember whether it was a week before or a week after Oasis' first single. And so for about three weeks, we were both, I mean, literally only three weeks, we were both like, oh, which, which way is it going to go? And you, you have to remember at that time, Loaded Magazine had just started and the word on, um, uh, on Channel 4, uh, which was also very laddie, and, and, and we weren't laddie, and the, the lad culture sort of won out in, in I mean, 94 it was. And, and it was a strange time and sort of, you know, the sort of Brit Britannia thing and, and, you know, new Labour coming in. It was, and it was a sort of acceptable f- face of sort of laddie, football-y, flag-waving culture, which I never felt particularly comfortable with, to be honest. Yeah. Are there any Britpop rock stars you would like to out for us right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's just us. No, there is, one I, there is one I could, but I won't. Um, tell us the story without naming his name. No. <laughs> Brian, you're doing such a nice good job try. hosting this podcast. <laughs> is it when you're waiting to to see the result, see the charts? Yeah. Is it like 
is it like I imagine? Are you in a pub waiting for the? No, you get you get midweek charts. So oh, okay. uh, I mean, I mean it's, it's probably all different now. I mean, I remember I was watching the Brit Awards last year, and, and all the sort of the big headlines were 100 million YouTube views, and it was like, oh my god, I, I, I felt so old. I felt sure, like my yeah. mum when we got a video player. It was yeah. you know, ah, don't right. um, but yeah, the, the charts back then were were still really hugely important, and so you you obviously had hopes and when when a when your midweek position wasn't as and we were a fan base band so we our records were going at number whatever and then literally sort of as if they'd been hoovered out of the cosmos the next week um but yeah the chart the charts really matter and i was one of those mid-80s chart nerds i used to i don't know if anybody's as old as me here but used to have the radio one chart the network chart and the chart show chart and i i used to combine your your Yes, you're, you're completely really I mathematically combined all three of them every oh week and God. kept a file. Oh. So I was a proper chart nerd. So when, when, you know, when we had a hit record, I you know, rang up my mum. I was like, we're number 36. She was like, that's not very good. <laughs> oh. Vicious. I know, she's a cow. <laughs> uh, would you compile your own chart? Oh, yeah, no, I did that, that, I, not anymore now. But. Well, yeah. You know, because I'm almost a grown-up. But, um, yeah, no, I did. I, 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 I was obsessed with the charts. You can ask me any question about the charts in 1985 in the UK, and I'll know the answer. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, how, uh, when and, uh, and at what point did Go West uh, peak with We Close Our Eyes? We Close Our Eyes, I think, peaked at number... Ooh. This is fun, isn't it? <laughs> I think it peaked at number seven probably in about April... Not high enough. Was Not high enough for me. No, no, I, I, think oh, was, okay. I think you're probably right. I mean, nobody in the room is going, fuck, where's my Guinness Book of Hits single? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why I'm so impressed. <laughs> it's probably We not. won't know till later. Yeah. yeah. So, Kaylee, your, your girlfriend is in the house. Yeah. Tell us the story. How long are you yeah, been Yeah, origin story. We, um, we met three years ago next week, 15th of September. Mm-hmm. And um, it was technically a very like offensive setup where I had a friend who knew a girl who was going out with a boy who lived next door to Emily growing up mm-hmm. in Newcastle and my friend is with her friend and the, the girl's like oh how's Kaylee and she's like yeah still single and this girl's like I think I know a lesbian I think my boyfriend grew up next door to a lesbian and they're like we should set them up <laughs> <laughs> They sent a photo. That night, I got a photo of her going, what do you think of that? And she got the same thing. What do you think of this? <laughs> and so we sort of got set up on a group date where our friends came along, uh-huh. weirdly, and we went on this first date. And I liked to show it away. It, it, but it was sort of a weird setup because your mates are there. So you, you, you don't feel like you can sort of do any moves or... Yeah. It's just it's a bit embarrassing. But in hindsight, I was glad that it happened that way because I think you learn a lot about someone when you see the kind of friends they have and the way they interact with those friends, it sort of it felt like it fast-tracked things a bit. I was like, oh, okay, I see more about you than I would if it was just the two of us here. Yeah. And I, it was also interesting as well. I'd never been set up before. And I think, like, if it had been, tin, um, like, not, like, an online dating thing, I, would have, I think I would have seen her photo and gone, oh, she's objectively very pretty, but not my type, maybe. 
So, uh, Emily, I'm going to pull this back. Um, <laughs> she just walked out. I would have gone, she's beautiful, but like, uh, that's not my type. But actually, the moment I met her, like, instantly, I was like, I love the way she smells. Yeah. And like, oh. the way she moved her hands and the way she held herself. I just straight away was like, oh, this is, she's, she's going to be important to me. Yeah. And if I'd only seen a photo on a dating app, I, I probably would have gone, pretty not for me. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You've probably got Tinder now going, hand movement, films. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Submit Puppetry. your hand movements. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that's how. And how long has it been? So it'll be three, three years next week since we met, yeah. Oh, wow. Happy anniversary. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Are you cohabitating? We are, yeah. Just, um, just since uh, February I moved in. Mm. Yeah. Congratulations. Which is great, but we both work from home. Mm. So that's Oof. a sort of like negotiation. Mm. How do you do it? At the moment, it needs to change. Uh, I have the house from 10 till 2, and she has it from 2 till 6. And what are you doing when, she, when it's not your time? Coffee shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I'm a screenwriter, but I'm also a terrible procrastinator. So by about 2 p.m. is the time I'm only just about to write my first word. Yeah. And then and I'm like, oh, ding, 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 I've got to leave. And then by the time I've walked to a coffee shop, I've distracted myself with something else. So my working day now is about from 5 till 6. <laughs> So it's not ideal, but we're going to change it soon. I have a very similar schedule. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. And when my husband is working at home for some reason, it's the living worst. And I'm like, get out. You're like ruining my flow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when, I, when I was at your house, he, well, when we went into the TV room, he said, this is where Brian sleeps. Yeah, I do. Because, not because there's anything wrong with the marriage, but because you're... For work, often watching TV and right. holding a different schedule. Well, and also, I yeah, I stay up late and I get up late and he goes to bed early and wakes up early. And I like to fall asleep, like, watching something. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, lie on the couch and fall asleep and eventually go to bed. But sometimes, like, last night, I just didn't manage to go back go to yep. bed until, like, 9 in the morning. Oh. And so I just, like, slept on the couch. I also love sleeping on a couch. You do? Like, really? in general. Oh, my God, it's my favorite. You're Even so tall. I do, know. Do you face out or in? There's something about on a couch when you, if you're watching TV, but you you half submit to sleep and turn around, you can still hear it, but you can nuzzle your face into the cushion. (laughs) I enjoy that, but I usually sleep facing out. But even when I lived alone, I would fall asleep on the couch and just like sleep on the couch all night. I just love sleeping on a couch. And are you throughout the night waking up and opening your eyes and seeing the TV and be like, oh, they're still there? No, and the and the TV eventually shuts itself off, and so then it just like yeah. Does it have to be a particular kind of sofa for you not to get a bad back, or do you just have a steel back? Um, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, our, You're tall, though. I, my yeah. feet can kind of like stick off the end of our sofa, and it's fine. What a relaxed individual you are. Yeah. <laughs> so we know we have heard your origin story of your marriage on the podcast before, but I do want to ask you, especially because Christian is here, um, you you are known for being one of our most um, <clears throat> outrageous guests. You told some of our most X-rated uh, tales on the podcast. And you have a new one today that yes. even Christian has not heard? Christian has not heard the story. Wow. Because he was not around when it happened. And it is honestly the saddest story ever told. Okay. Oh, okay. And so I, I was, um, Christian was out of town um, he went to the Venice Film Festival. I was not invited along. Wow. And so he was gone for the weekend, and I was by myself, and I woke up on a Saturday morning, and I was, like, horny as hell. Okay. And so I was like, let's see who's on Grinder, Just, like, you know, 
have a have a good time. And um, so I like got on Grinder. I start talking to this guy, and he lives nearby, whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, sure, come on over. So I'm like, oh, this was nice and easy. And then he just like stops responding and like disappeared. So it's like, you know, whatever. And I don't know what it is if I'm like too full on or what, but I don't do very well with the British gentleman. I have found. Yeah, I. Who knows. Can but, you describe um, your profile quickly? I mean, I've seen um, it. <laughs> my headline is Mustache Rides, and it's me with a mustache, just like standing, and like uh-huh. a handful of pictures and whatever, and like a joke. I think now it says, even though I've been here for about a year, I think it says, um, I'm new to London, will you please be my friends? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so I was talking to this guy, and then he disappeared, which like happens all the time. So I was like, oh, fine, whatever. So then uh, this guy messages me. He's a hot daddy who lives around the corner from me. And we've been talking on and off since I moved here like a year ago. But just chatting. And he's one of those, oh, let's meet for a drink kind of guys. Uh And so he messages, oh, hey, do you want to go for a drink around 4 today? Because in England, it's never too early to start drinking. So 4 o'clock is perfectly acceptable. I was thinking that's late. I know, exactly. So so I was like, oh, that sounds great. And I can, you know, it's like 10.30 in the morning. It's like, I can go about my day. I can meet this guy at 4, like get my ticket punched and like good to go. And so, you know, I do that. Four comes around, don't hear from him. Five o'clock, I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? And he's like, oh, sorry, I got bogged down. Like, whatever, it's not going to happen. So I was like, ugh, grumble, grumble. So I met a friend for dinner, went to dinner. And then I was riding my bicycle home. And I rode by the Glory, which is a gay bar in East London that I love. And I was like, I've been trying to get late all day. It hasn't worked. I'm just, like, going to go to the glory and see what happens. Just do it the old-fashioned way. Exactly. So I went to the glory. I, you know, tried to flirt with some boys, including a really cute one that had a shirt that said 100% trans ally. And it just, like, wasn't happening for me. I was standing by myself. No one talked to me. It was all very sad. It was the saddest story ever told. So at, like, 12, 12.30... I ride my bicycle home, and I get on Grinder again, and I'm like, I oh, am going to make this happen. <laughs> like, it has got to work. So I get online, I'm, like, looking, and I notice somebody looks at my profile, and he was crazy, like, this big, like, German muscle guy. And so I was like, hey, what's up? And he goes, I'm an escort. And at this point, I was like, how much? Like, <laughs> I'm in. And because it's, like, legal-ish here, mostly oh, legal. Okay. So there are a lot of escorts on Grindr. If you see a diamond icon on Grindr in the UK, it means they're for hire. Okay. Can you really? pay them in diamonds? Yes. Yes, diamonds. And, and so, how much? And it was 200 pounds. And I was like, I'm in. I was like, let's get it done. Come on over. Whatever. So the guy's like, you know, sure, okay, what's your address? And I told him, and he's like, I'll be over in an hour. And I was like, great, you know, clean up, get all ready. You know, hooker's coming over. <laughs> and so, uh, so it was like 12.30, so he's coming over an hour, so it was like 1.30. So at like 1.25, he WhatsApps me and, is, and says, oh, I'm, I'm going to be late. And I was like, okay, when are you going to get here? And he says, oh, 20 minutes. I'm like, okay. So I'm, like, waiting, you know, it's, like, almost 2. And then 2 o'clock comes. He doesn't show up. Oh, God. And then he texts and says, oh, sorry, something came up. I can't make it. And I was like, I cannot even fucking pay for it in this town. A hooker will not even come to my house and fuck me at 2 in the morning. What is wrong with me? And so I just jerked off, which I should have done at 10.30 in the morning. 
and went to bed. And that's the that's the end. That's the sad oh, story ever told. <laughs> I'm so glad this didn't end in like he. I thought this was going to end in his death. Yeah, no, yeah. The saddest story ever told. I was like, No, fuck him. The saddest story is that I can't get laid. You were the victim here. This I is get a it. film script, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You it's should like write this. My endless quest. But yeah. I will tell you, when I was in my twenties, I was obsessed with this porn star, and his name was House Weston, uh-huh. and he was this House? cute House H A U S. Yeah, House, House Weston. Oh, like House. German House. Yes. House. And he lived in Las Vegas. And so for my 25th birthday, I went with Las Vegas to my friend, with my friends to have sex with this porn star slash prostitute. And it was the first time pre-arranged, I Pre-arranged ever... or you just thought you might wing it? No, I pre-arranged. She lived there. And I was like, hey, I'm going to like come to town. He's like, great. Like, look me up. And so I looked him up. Whatever. Had sex. It was the first time I ever paid for sex because I figured I'll get out of get it out of the way when I'm 25. Sure. <clears throat> because and then when I'm old and I have to pay for it, I won't feel so bad about it. So, uh, but even now I can't do it apparently. But um, so I and we were born on the exact same day, <coughs> wow. May 15th, 1978. I'm May 15th. Really? Yes. Taurus. 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 Yeah. yeah. And um, we had sex, and then uh, a few years later, he died of a heart attack. Linked, do you think? Or? Yeah, possibly, I don't know. <laughs> the first one was a better film script than the not. Yeah, other. I know, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so. And then I he mean, died. That yeah. story ends in, in the prostitute's death. Great. Thank Stay you. Stay away from sex workers, it doesn't go well. Yeah. I know. Well, I've had some lovely um, occasions with uh, sex workers. I've also had some bad occasions with sex workers, but you know, <laughs> so it goes. Martin, have any <laughs> sex workers died on your clock? Or. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Are there no, lesbian I, sex workers? Don't know. Yeah, there must, I mean, there must be. Huh. Not in my diary. Right, but... <laughs> um, not that I've got on speed dial, but they must exist. Or at least ones who are up for doing a bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I, but I, I... It's just not the same, is it? The sort of female hunger for... Right. You can't generalise because it must exist, but I, I don't think women operate in the same way where, where they're up for just... Oh, it's a sweeping generalization. They must exist out there. But yeah, I, I don't hear my female friends being like, I'm, I'll pay for it tonight. Right, yeah. Mm. I don't know if it's the same. How old were you when you came out? Um, as a sex worker. <laughs> tonight. Um, do you know what? I, I didn't officially come out to my family. So I, I sort of, they know now, but just a sort of slow drip reveal. <laughs> um, I came out to my friends when I was uh, maybe 18, I think. Um, and, and I do think before that, I, I, I hadn't solidified in my mind that I was a lesbian. Because there's just... I don't, you guys tell me, is it different for, for teen boys who are gay? But as, as, a, as a girl, there's so many ways that you can just go, no, that's how teenage girls interact. Like, I like being in bed with my female yeah. friend and I, lo- I love it when we hold hands, but we're all doing it and it's lovely. Yeah. Um, and it takes a while to sort of go, I like it more than they do. Yeah. <laughs> or like when they start talking about boys they fancy, I feel like I want to burn something. <laughs> um, so that took a while. But I had this girlfriend called Lucy who w- would come around my house and we'd sort of like, my, my parents just thought she was my close, close friend. Yeah. Um, and so we were, we were in my bedroom one night watching EastEnders um, which is like a soap for the Americans. Mm-hmm. And I had a sofa in my room and we were laying on my sofa and I was spooning her from behind. And my mum opened the door being like, your dad's watching the football, can I watch EastEnders? And she sort of looked at us and was like, <laughs> she obviously didn't want to back out of the room. 
<laughs> and I didn't want to jump away from Holden Lucy because that looks, looks suspect. So I sort of weirdly stayed frozen and was like, <laughs> OK. <laughs> and so she sat on the bed and we watched like 27 minutes of the rest of the show. And my arms were like shaking because they were just frozen. <laughs> and then like a week later, my, my sister's also a lesbian um, who had the balls to come out. But like a week later, my sister was like, oh, my mass if you're a lesbian. I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> wait, wait, did you, did you say, mom asked if you're a lesbian, and then, dum, 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 Yeah, Because that's how it should go. Yeah, right? that, was, that was kind of it. So, yeah, to my family, slow drip reveal, to my friends, out at 18. Wow. Yeah. Martin, what was your coming out process? Uh, 14 at school. Now, my school was... Um, mostly British audience, right? So when I say public school, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I didn't go to public school. I went to a, a state school, but I had it was an ex-grammar school that was single sex, had gone comprehensive, but still retained all the um, character. It fancied itself. Airs and graces. Yeah, it had all the airs and you know big fuck off portraits of the the woman who founded the school in. 12, 19, or when it wasn't. Um, you know, and it got a very austere building, thick Victorian walls. Um, and, yeah, I, I just fancied all the boys there. And not all of them, I had taste. Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Darren could, yeah. Um, and I, I was a really unhappy, I was a very, very unhappy child. I had a bit of a fucked up childhood without, you know, I don't want to, Ruin the, Your dad's the, a wanker. Yeah, my dad's yeah. a wanker. Um, and I, ju- I actually sort of broke down in a uh, chemistry lesson and just went, oh, fuck it, I'm gay. And everyone was like, ah, oh, what's that? Because, I mean, literally, only, you've, got, you've got to remember only three years prior to that, you know, Culture Club had been on top of the pops for the first yeah, time. Right. And pe- I remember when Culture, I was 11, when Culture Club were on top of the pops, the next day's conversation was, was that a man or a woman? Nobody knew. And so, uh, mid-80s, it was, it was quite rare. But I, I sort of wore it, I suppose, as a, as a big fuck-off to the, the rest of the world and weirdly found um, there were some unexpected people who sort of rallied around me and some people I expected to rally around me who didn't. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was I think it, it felt... In retrospect, I think it was the right thing to do. But my coming out to my family... I mean, my... my, my Dad wasn't around, so it doesn't really matter. Um, my mum, my mum was uh, born in 1934 and was evacuated in the war, mm. and so it's just that sort of. And my sister's gay, but that that sort of thing isn't discussed. And so you know, she knows. You know, my sister's got is married to a woman, and she's done. It's just not talked about in my family. Mm. You know, we. I, you know, I think I can only remember one hug as a child. Never mind people talking about. Sexuality. And when did you um, change the, the term, that you, the identity that you were using? Well, I mean, I was 14. I didn't, you know, I think gay was, you know, the, the people's understanding of, of, of gender politics and sexual politics is, is um, far more nuanced now. It was like, you're either straight or you're gay. You know, yeah. if, if, mm. if you're thinking about cock, you're a gay. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're not. Um, and so, I mean, I, I was attracted to... Uh, Back then, probably more attracted to, to boys than girls. You know, I was fourteen, um, but I was attracted to both and have remained so. I mean, it's sort of it's changed over time. 
Um, you know, I'm not going to fucking graph it out for you, but you know, <laughs> if uh, you could, though, if, if I, well, I am. How, the, where's the place on the charts? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. The, I am the man who who compiled his own own top forty each week, so I probably could do that. Right. April will attest to the fact that I'm good with Microsoft Word. <laughs> this feels very bold to me because we're from the same area in Cardiff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd mo- I've moved by then. I lived in Watford, which is, oh, if anybody's right. ever been to Watford. Jerry Hallowell's from there. Yeah, I went to college with her. Shut, did you? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, what was Jerry like in college? She was quite sweet. Actually, I didn't know her very well. I mean, we weren't like best mates, but she was right. She was just a quite sort of ordinary, you know, bit mouthy. Uh-huh. You know, had a bit of that, but sure. a bit of lobster. Uh-huh. But she was, yeah, she was like that. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. What a revelation. I can imagine the showbiz correspondent of the sun is salivating at the mouth. <laughs> Revealed. Jerry Hallowell, a lobster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last but not least, uh, where did the war song peak in 1984? Oh, war song. Mm-hmm. War song got to number three. Did it really? Yeah. Not their best work. No. They're, they're, well, war... <laughs> I, I teach songwriting now, and I, um, I do a lesson about turning um, an idea, what you want to write about, into a concept, maybe the first line, um, a way of expressing the thing you want to express. And I actually use war song as an example of how not to how do not it. not to? <laughs> so war, war is stupid, and people, people are, are stupid. stupid. And love means nothing in some strange quarters. War. War. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you get know, Helen Terry on it, and you got a hit. Have, yeah, it was, it was a big hit. But. What is this song? Can you sing a bit? War, yeah. war is stupid, and people are stupid, <laughs> and love <laughs> means <laughs> nothing <laughs> in some strange quarters. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. wow. <laughs> Culture Club. Mm. From the third album. Yeah. Not great. Well, we've been... On, Brian? on Friday nights here, they do Top of the Pops reruns mm-hmm. on um, BBC Four, and yeah. they, it's hard to find an episode without a pedophile hosting it. But you know they yeah. do, <laughs> yeah. they do show some of them, and and my partner Christian loves to watch them, and we watch them, and you know it's often mm-hmm. the nighty days, and it'll be Culture Club and Madonna and whatever, and all these bands we know, and then out of the blue, it'll be like, and here's number one, Baggy Trousers, and we're like, what the fuck is this yes. thing? <laughs> like all the stuff that didn't make it to. America. We were just talking about that very thing. Like, it's well, the not, best music of all time, and then Agadoo. Yeah. yeah. And we're oh, like, yeah, well, Agadoo! Well, 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 you cannot put Baggy Trousers by Madness in, in the novelty. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there are, there are rules to these things. You cannot pull, put Madness in the novelty camp. Agadoo, yes, and we talked about it backstage, Atmosphere yeah. by Russ Abbott, and all those songs. But, you know, we like a novelty song. But Baggy Trousers by Madness is... Fantastic song. Is fucking oh, it is a fantastic song. But, like, it, it did not make just it to America Just because it didn't cross all. the water doesn't make it back. No, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, like, jarring that you're, like, lulled into the adult hits and then all of a sudden there's something that is, like... I suppose as an outside eye. Yeah. yeah. It's odd. Yes. It's fantastic, but it's odd. It is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Well, we you are not st- stupid. You people are not stupid. Thank yes. you so much for being here. That was, that was a rounding up. We've been given the high sign to go. Martin Rossiter, Kaylee Llewellyn, Brian Moylan. Thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you, you guys so much for coming. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday night with us. Thank you, everybody at the festival. Thank you, everybody at Earwolf. Yeah. Good night. That's it. Good night. Thank Good you. Night.